Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax-saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. Equity. Boomi. Yeah. Boomi. Okay, so um, similar situation, but I'm just removing some equity and um, so it, want to put in the company to be able to use that money to. So I don't know is that so you're, so, possible or not. So if I understand you correctly, you have a property. Yes. You're refinancing it. Yes. And you're going to uh, extract some equity. Yes. And then, you, then you're going to use those funds to loan to your limited company. Yeah. And the question is? Yes. That still has a mortgage on it. So. Yeah. And the question is? And it's buy to let. OK. And, and, and the question is, is? What's the tax implications? No tax implications. No. 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 So you're going to take those funds. Yes. Give them to the company. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, it's a, a loan from you to the company. Yes. The company uses those funds. You can charge interest. You might get some of the income uh, tax-free. It's only a few hundred pounds, okay. uh, depending on whether you're a basic rate taxpayer or a high rate taxpayer. Okay. Basic rate, the first thousand pounds is uh, tax-free. Uh, as long as you don't have any of the savings income. Higher rate, 500 pounds is tax-free. Uh, so you might want to charge interest, uh, but there's no tax consequence for you. Thank you. Okay, happy with that? Yes. Okay, good. Uh, education. Yeah, um, I've seen family friends. They um, their child education fees come from their property, and I have no clue on that. So I've got two types of property. I've got a company with uh, three properties, and four properties under me and my husband's name. But uh, my children are part of the company shareholder. So, How old are they? Uh, eight and thirteen. Okay. But we're not paying any dividends at the moment because the company is just growing, so we're not taking any money out at all. Yeah. I'm just putting money from my pocket to expand it. How is there any way I can charge, uh, well, children can take their education fee from So the best way to do it uh, for education is if they have grandparents who have a business, okay, yeah. uh, if they do, uh, and then the grandparents can pay them, okay, some kind of a salary. Uh, and that funds the education. If that isn't the scenario for you, uh, then and the shareholders of your company, if the company is making profit, you can pay them a dividend and use their uh, personal allowance, tax-free personal allowance, uh, and use that to fund the education. Uh, so that's your From only the way. dividends. From the dividends. Yeah? Thank you. Okay? Cool. Uh, expenses. Okay. Yeah, so... How would would be best to do with the expenses that you have on travel, any hotels and anything? How to most efficient way? Yeah. Are you paying less? Uh, so okay. So I'm going to try and keep this as simple as possible because this is a, a very yeah. uh, general question. Okay, and it's very wide in scope. Uh, so you can claim anything you like as long as it's wholly and exclusively for the purpose of the business, okay? So if you come to stay uh, at this uh, event and you travel from Bradford or Birmingham or wherever and you stay overnight,
you can claim that as an expense. If you come on a train or by car, you can uh, claim that as an expense. Uh, if you're on the course, because you mentioned training courses, you, can, you, you, could, you may be able to claim for the course. So when you go on training courses, if it's a new skill that you're acquiring, you can't claim it. If it's ongoing CPD, CPD stands for Continuing Professional Development, i.e. you have some experience of that particular sector or, or industry, uh, or you've worked in it, uh, or you, you did a qualification previously, then you can claim it. So if somebody who has done no training whatsoever, uh, wants to do property, property training, owns no properties whatsoever, okay, when they go on their first few training courses, they can't claim them. Somebody who has property, or has worked in property, uh, or has worked with somebody uh, as an employee, they, they could claim those training costs, yeah? But the first few, if, you, if, you're, uh, if you've got no experience, no expertise, own no properties, you can't claim the first few training courses, at least the first couple. Yeah. You do that as a, under your self-assessment or just in a limited? It depends. It depends. So, so if I own two properties in my name and I've, I've taken property training, I can take that off of... Yeah, as long as you have... Yeah, because you, you own two properties, you'll be okay. So I can do that right. self-assessment, like you said. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. So basically, I, uh, I can't pay from my business account for, for gas, for fuel, mm. as a business expense. You could do, but uh, who owns the car? You or the company? So you're better off, usually better off claiming 45 pence per mile for the first 10,000 miles and then 25 pence thereafter. So don't claim the fuel, uh, you claim 45 pence per mile. Mm -hmm. So if you travel 100 miles, yeah, just times that by 45 pence and you, you, you charge 45, pence to, 45 pounds to the company, yeah? Okay. That'd, be, that'd be better for you. That's, that's tax free for you. That's for me. As long as it's a business journey, that's fine. Yeah. Sorry, just going on about the CPD. I own my own property. I'm starting up a new business, a new business, and I've obviously paid for this year's mentorship. How much do you have to prove? Because I did supported lodgings through the fostering, but it was for the older ones. So that's still, I was still had to get landlording. I was still like a landlord for them. Would that be acceptable as? CPD, the fact that I've Have you been on any, any, any free courses? Have I been on any free courses? Have you read any books, magazines, journals, yeah, yeah, articles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Been on webinars? Yes, yes online. Had loads of meetings with people? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. Talk about all that stuff. <laughs> so I you, actually read your blogs quite a lot. So, so you're, like an ex, <laughs> you're like an expert, aren't you? <laughs> so, so would it be a problem? I have to encourage you to reach that conclusion, by the way. Uh, but as long as you can demonstrate expertise, knowledge in property, you'll be okay. Thank you. Yep. Sorry, just quickly. Does it mean if she's incorporated the uh, organization after she had paid for the course? So can she include the expenses after incorporation That's for that training? With, she's an expert in property, which hadn't incorporated the particular property company. She didn't, have to, she didn't have to be incorporated. She can claim it uh, under self-assessment. Or just the yeah. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Against her uh, rental income, if she has any. Yeah. Okay. Did you have a question? I'm just going to say, you said about owning a property. Is that key? If you don't own a property. No, you don't own a property. No. You could own a property. 
you could have worked for a letting agent, an estate agent, okay, or uh, deal packaging, deal sourcing, or something else, where you can demonstrate you have sufficient knowledge of property, so the training courses course enhances your skill and knowledge, as opposed to you acquiring a new skill. Yeah, new skill can't claim. Existing skill being upgraded or enhanced, you can claim. Yeah. At the back. Sorry, just a question. When we did all these boot camps, we were told we, um, our, our, the cost was tax deductible. Is that wrong? Mm. Right? Yeah. Oh, okay. That is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. It only contradicts what you say. This is the thing, because I thought that up the same. Yeah. That's we what I was told, and it's not right. We can only claim it if we've got money. No, not about registry. We're going to go down a very slippery slope here, by the way. Yeah. Okay, and I'm never going to be invited back here, just so you know. No, but but I mean I don't know if it, if it's a new skill you can't claim it. Simple as that. Yeah, if it's a new skill, yeah. can't claim it. Whether it's property or anything else. Simple so as that. Really, if you show that you've been doing online or free courses or yes. web books, then yes. it's not a new skill. Yes. Keep yes. keep keep a record. Keep keep track of it. That's right. Yes. yes. But you have to be VAT registered. No. 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 VAT's no. Gone. no. You have to be, you have to be registered to claim the VAT back. But if you're not but registered, then you claim the whole expense anyway. So if you pay two thousand pounds plus VAT for a course, which is two thousand four hundred. If you're VAT registered, you claim the £400 VAT back yes. and you claim the 200 against your income. If you're not VAT registered, you claim 2400 against your income anyway. So it's the same thing. It doesn't matter, yeah. Okay, so at the back, sir. Yeah, just to quickly clarify on that point. So, um, for it to claim that um, expense for the training against my company, yeah. would it matter that my property, that's part of my property business, is outside of the company? What does the company do? But you've but you own property outside the company. Yeah. So why would you not claim the, the training costs against the income you have outside the company? Because if you claim it in the company uh, and there's no income coming in, well, you, I, I plan to any profits in the future will go into any profits go, will go into that company yeah, in the future. Yeah. It's a loss to carry on. Yeah, that's fine. But obviously, there won't be a tax advantage for you now. You'll carry the loss forward yeah. and claim it at some point in the future. Yeah. Ideally, you'd want to claim it ASAP, so you'd use it against your other income, as in other property income. But if you've done it to the company already, that's fine. Just carry it forward. So if I got my first year's accounts coming up soon, and the company hasn't been trained, is it worth putting that as a loss this year? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to. Otherwise, you can't claim it. Yeah. So you've got to put it through as a loss. Yeah. Any questions at the back uh, regarding this? No. Okay. Fine. Uh, so that's, you happy with that? Satisfied? Okay, director's loan. And the question was? So I've started a new company. Yeah. Put in a director's loan. That um, say at the, the 12 months. Yeah. Maybe you've only, the company's only brought in, I don't know, let's say 5,000 or, or, or you haven't actually had an income in that 12 yeah. months. Can you, my question was, you haven't earned enough money to pay your director's loan back to yourself yep. in that first financial year. Yep. Can you carry that over? How does that work? You can, carry the, you can carry that over as long as you like. So when you loan money to your company, uh, that can stay on there for as long as you want. Okay. There's no limit. Uh, whether, you, whether or not you charge interest is a different matter. And like I said earlier, I think to Boomi, 
or somebody else. Uh, if, you, if you charge interest and you have no other savings income, and you're a basic rate taxpayer, the first thousand pounds is tax-free, okay? And if you're a high rate taxpayer, the first 500 pounds is tax-free. But if the company pays you interest, you have to file something called a CT61. So there's a bit of admin, admin involved. Okay. Is that better for offsetting the tax on the limited company to do it that way? Yeah, yes. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Now, let's flip that and say you borrowed money from the company. If you borrow money from, from, from your company, you have to pay interest to the company for borrowing the funds. Now, most people, when they borrow money from their company, do they pay interest? No. no. They don't. Okay, that makes it a taxable event, okay? Which means you have to file a P11D, uh, at the, on the, by the, I think it's the 19th of July, uh, which says the company's given you benefit of the funds uh, and you have, then have to pay tax on the interest element. So let's say you borrowed 100,000 pounds from your company uh, and I think that the HMRC rates 3.5% or something like that, okay? You, for a whole year, you should have paid the company 3,500 pounds interest. Because you haven't, you got that as a, as a at the minute, a tax-free advantage or benefit, you have to pay tax on the, on the, on the three and a half thousand pounds. Okay, right. so what you're better off doing is charging interest. Keep it simple. Okay? Now, that's a good question and you and I are going to explore the answer together in a minute. Uh, if, if the company uh, lends you money, you must repay those funds within nine months of the year end. So let's say your year finishes on the 31st of December, okay? By the 30th of September the following year, you must pay those funds back. If you don't, you then have to pay 32.5% withholding tax to, to uh, 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 HMRC under section 455. So that, this is still when you've borrowed money from the company? Yeah, you borrowed money from the company. Yeah. You've kept it past your accounting year. A further nine months, you, st you still owe the funds, you pay 32.5% to HMRC, okay, tax. When you repay those funds to the company, you can then ask HMRC to refund the tax to you. Ah, right. Okay, so the best thing is repay it. Okay, otherwise, it's, otherwise you've got to pay the tax and try and get it back, it's all a headache. Okay, now the question over here was, how much interest should we charge our company uh, Yes. If, if we loan funds, yeah. and what do you reckon, my friend? How much interest should we charge? For loan to what? When, if, if you loan money to your company, how much interest should you charge? He's saying, why the heck are you asking me for, by the way? <laughs> Did you say it's a thousand pounds tax relief of interest? So tax free, yeah. How much is tax free? No, a thousand is tax. Our friend over here says ten percent. Okay. <laughs> no, but you pay. Is that reasonable? But that was a bit high. If they're charging us three, but you percent, should we be doing the same thing? Okay. No, but you'd be paying taxes on your income. Who thinks ten percent is too high? Raise your hand. Too high. If ten percent. And who thinks ten percent is too low? Only me and Kieran. Okay. And our friend over here. Okay. So, how do we decide the rate of interest? England. When, sorry? Bank of England. Well, bank, the Bank of England decides no. the fiscal rate, yeah, but uh, how do we decide what interest to charge? I have an idea. Sorry? I have an idea. You have an idea? Yeah. Good. Is it, it charge as much interest so the income 
from that interest is not exceeding that bracket, so you don't pay the taxes. So he says work backwards, yeah. work out if you don't have any of the savings income, work out uh, how you get to a thousand pounds, okay? And then depending on the value of the loan, okay, charge the interest in accordance with that. Okay, yeah. fine. And what's that gonna be? Yeah. Tax free. Uh, what's that? What's that rate gonna be? It depends how much you want. Yeah. So we need, a, we need a criteria, okay? Yeah. So let's work on this together. When you go to a bank and you say, "Can I borrow some funds?" They usually ask for some form of security, don't they? Yeah. Usually, yes. by way of personal guarantee. When you loan funds to your company, do you give any security? No. So there's no security. All right. When you borrow money from a bank, usually, and let's say it's over five years and 60 months, how do they want you to make those repayments usually? Monthly, monthly repayments. Are you making monthly repayments when you loan money to your company? No. Okay, and if you go bust, and let's say it's a limited company, uh, the bank is usually a preferential creditor, yeah? Are you a preferential creditor when you loan money to your company? No. So if you went to the bank and said, I need £100,000, by the way, I'm going to give you no security, I'm not going to pay you every single month, but I promise you I'll pay you at some point in the future. There could be no I promise you I'll pay you at some point in the future, okay? And if I go bust, okay, uh, you won't get paid, but I'm a very nice person, uh, trustworthy, honourable, honest, I promise you I'm not going to go bust. Uh, what do you think your bank manager is going to say to you? There's the door. There's the door. Okay. So based on that, how much interest should we charge in terms of a percentage rate? Very high. Sorry? You've changed your mind now, haven't you? You said 10% was high, didn't you? Okay. I think 10% is reasonable. 10, 12 is, is reasonable, okay? And if HMRC have a question, you just give them what I've just shared with you over here. Say. No security, no monthly repayments, no professional creditor. HMRC, can you go away and, and find somebody who's going to loan money to us on that basis? And then tell us how much interest they're charging. They'll never find anybody. Yeah? So, 10% is fine. Thank you. Okay. Uh, have you covered yours or not? We have. Okay, fine. Uh, who had a question on loans? Okay, and the question was? Yes, the question is, a limited company borrowing from a private individual Yep. and I believe that on the interest, yep. the uh, tax payment has to be made <coughs> to the HMRC on behalf of the individual. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to make sure that that is correct. Yeah, that's right. Uh, you, you file a CT61, which I think I shared here earlier, uh, and you, you pay the tax, that's right. So do the you company. do that, say if you're paying them monthly, do you do that, or do you do it at the end of the year? <coughs> the best thing to do if I were you, uh, otherwise you'll be filing regular uh, CT61 returns, the best thing to do is, if you can, pay it once a year. Because if you pay it once a year, then you only file one CT61. If you pay it four times a year, i.e. every quarter, then you have to file four CT61s. So why do you want the extra admin? Okay. okay. Obviously, it depends on your uh, agreement with the 
uh, person who's loaned the money, but if you can pay once a year, it'd be uh, better for you. Yeah? And is, does it depend on their earnings, what tax you pay, or is it just a straight 20%? Say straight 20%. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry, can I just ask one? Yeah, you can. I'll come to you in a second. Yeah. So, if I borrow some, uh, yeah, if I pay someone's interest, one of uh, interest, do I take the say I'm paying six percent? Do I take twenty percent of the six percent interest and pay to the pay to HMRC before I pay that? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and you, and you file a file a CT sixty one return. Yeah, Elisa. Is it the same from private funders from abroad? No, it's it's it's, it's uh, different for overseas. Uh, I think it, I think it might be a higher amount, thirty percent. I, I can't remember, I can't remember the top of my head now. I'll have to check that for you. Yeah, yeah. Anybody else on that? Okay, loans. Please, can you clarify that uh, you know, point again? You know about uh, the question you know she asked about the loans. loan. Yeah, about the loan, the interest. You said uh, you know you said five sixty sixty one. I didn't get that. Sorry. You said something about you know paying the percentage to the. Uh, that they want to have company or so. I didn't get that. The last point. What's the point here, over here? Or? The point that she made, yes. Oh, the, the, so uh, it was just a, an observation saying that if, if I pay somebody 6% interest, okay, and let's, let's say it turns, uh, works out to be £6,000, yes. do I keep back 20% of the £6,000? And the answer was yes. Okay? Yeah? Okay. And you pay that pay that to HMRC, yeah? So does the investor get back this? They do get that back depending on what their total income is for the year, yeah? So right, instead of you saying, here's the 6,000 pounds, which is your interest, yeah, you get, and then paying the tax on it, you take off? You take off, the ta you, you take off the tax, give it to HMRC, and then when they file a, a tax return, they tell HMRC what their overall income is, and okay? Right. And then they, depending on their overall income, they might have to pay more tax on it, or they might they might get it back, or it might just be equal. Depending on their t overall I income for the year, they, they, they might become a higher rate taxpayer, so that the tax on that could be 40%. We don't know. So yeah. when you do go to invest and say, oh, I'll give you, say, 8% return on your yeah. investment, it's 8% less. 20% of less the Less 20%, isn't it? So it's not really the, eight, the true 8%. Yeah, well, it is, it is. But they've got to pay tax anyway, so you're just making it easier. Oh, you're doing that one step before you. You're, you're doing it for them, yeah. So it's still 80, still eight percent. Yeah. Even if they're higher rate, you still do it at twenty percent. That's right. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Happy with that about the loan? Yeah. Uh, okay. Paying yourself. Can I just ask something? Of course you can. But before you were mentioning about the interest that you pay to yourself as the director. So can you put that forward? So for example, if I didn't take anything this year because I haven't made much this year, do, can I do it the year after or the year after? You can use one. Okay. How tax works is you have your personal allowances every year. If you don't use it, you lose it. Okay. Okay. So you'll get a new allowance next year, but you can't carry that one forward. Yeah. So you, you've got to use it or, or else it uh, disappears forever. Okay. Paying yourself. Done. Yes. What was the exact question? 
So um, I've invested uh, into the business, um, education and all that. Yep. Uh, also, I'm also aware that you get £2,000 tax-free dividends every year. Yep. Uh, and I've heard that you, up to 30 grand, you pay up to, you pay 7.5% tax on dividends up to 30 grand. So I'm wondering like, the best way well, to- Well, up to 50 grand, but yeah, up to 50 grand. Up to what, sorry? 50,000. Okay. So it depends how much income you need and how best to take it. Uh, but you, you obviously got your personal allowance, 12,500 pounds. You've got the tax-free uh, dividend for 2,000 pounds. Then you've got, if you have a, a husband, a wife, or a partner, they can obviously use that. Then you've got uh, your 1,000 pounds for the, it's called, this is savings income, but yeah, interest in, in our example here. Then you've got something else called the starting rate savings allowance, which is another 5,000 pounds, but it, it has to be used in a particular way. So it's, a, it's working out how much income you need, and then working back and saying, okay, how much should I take out of the company uh, to pay the least amount of tax? Because the beauty about a, a limited company is you only pay income tax if you take the funds out. So you control how much you take out. But if you're a sole trader or a partnership, it doesn't matter how much money you take out personally, you have to pay the tax on the whole lot every single year. Yeah? So you can control it. Yeah? And then you've got other, I mean, I, I can't cover all the allowances, but then you've got stuff like rent and room relief. That might work for you. You might be charging mileage to your company. Okay, if I had 45 pence per mile, that might get you some cash coming in. So all of these add to the pot, and at the end, you work out what the difference is, and then work out what's the best way of taking it. Generally speaking, it's low salary and then dividends, just as a general kind of uh, ballpark uh, direction for you. Yeah? Okay. Sorry, just carry on that. I'll come to you in a second. Um, you know, you mentioned about this 5,000 saving uh, S Starting rate savings allowance, yeah. What's that for, for, uh, from the company? No, that's for you, for income. Uh, it's, on this particular occasion, I'll say, just have a look online and read it, simply because I'm not going to get through okay, all the questions. Yeah? Uh, yeah. If I do at the end, remind me and I'll try and cover it for you. Okay. So the other thing is, if your company not making profit, you can pay dividends, right? Who says that? I'm just asking. <laughs> Can you pay dividends? Sounded like a statement. Was that a question or was that a statement? <laughs> I'm just it asking. Like a statement. Yeah. So if your company is not making profit, you still can pay dividends. So if a company is making no profit, can they pay a dividend? No, there's no money. <laughs> there's no money. Where's the money coming from? No, director's loan. Director loan. So if the company is making no profit and there's no money coming in, uh, then obviously you can't, you can't, yeah, you can't pay a dividend because there's no cash in the bank. However, if you've been trading for a number of years and you've got cash in the bank and this year you've made no profit, you've still got your reserve that you can draw down on, yeah? Okay, so you, so you can. And generally speaking, and this is kind of a, a side point, accountants will say to you, uh, if you, you can't take more money out than, than you've made profit, unless you've got reserves, okay, which is basically a figure carried forward on the balance sheet, which basically tells you uh, how much surplus you've got every single year, you can draw down on the reserves. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. 
You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.